Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Listen to you. It's beautiful. Feliz Navidad. It's pretty good. He's only got a few days. Feliz Navidad. Break those out next. No, no, no. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Why are we looking at these, Ryan? What do you mean? you a Merry Christmas. Sing it. I want to wish you yeah, You're actually Merry pretty good. <laughs> I want to wish uh, you a Merry Christmas. You can hold off of those till Tuesday, by the way. Next Tuesday. Oh, okay. Yeah. That'll be He's my, very much on key. That'll be my... I'm impressed. My last day. So Close your eyes. It's like it you're listening to Jose Feliciano. Absolutely. Wouldn't you think that? I mean, wouldn't you think it? Why do you think my wife married me? I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> I love when he takes the music out. I hate when he out. takes the music I love it. out. It's so I much better. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Okay, stop. <laughs> stop. Stop. How's your Christmas planning going? Everybody good? Feliz Navidad. Dunsky. 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 I've been Dunsky. I've been Dunsky. I've all the, I just got About a Christmas pile shopping? Of, oh, yeah. Pile of boxes. Mm, One I'm thing like I sent to your house. I'm done. So I get, I get a package in the mail. And it says uh, Lou Maloney from like Foyer Corporation, <laughs> Foyer with F O Y A Y Corporation to my address. He sends his Christmas gifts to my house for his wife. <laughs> because you know, like that, you know that bell rings, that UPS guy, FedEx guy, he drops that box all day off. while you're here or whatever. Right? Yeah, well, it comes in the middle of the day, and like, and I don't think they, I don't want them seeing the box, and I don't want them mistakenly opening them. Yeah, but then Steph sees like, oh, what's this from Fendi? Yeah, that was. Yeah, that why was, why yeah. do I get this yeah. delivery from Fendi? Yeah. What did Luke get me? What did oh, Luke get is me? This Valentino. Yeah. What is this? A lot of heat. I got a lot of heat with that box. There's no question about it. She's like, oh, that's really nice. He's getting him. I'm like, yeah, well, you know. Oh, wait. I like so Newman it backfired Marcus. on you. Well, yeah, she. Yeah. Oh, yeah. see, I thought she would, wouldn't even mention it, and said all of a sudden the box disappears, and she's assuming that she's getting it Christmas Day, and then Christmas Day she's all mad at you, and you're like, what's the problem? I saw those boxes. Where'd they go? Who they for? No, I said that ain't for you. That's for Foyers. <laughs> Last Christmas, I gave you my <laughs> heart, Glenn. but the very next day, you gave it away. In the Glenn voice. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing his own oh, Glenn voice. Oh, my God. That is so He's funny. He's doing his own Glenn voice. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I want to play uh, Matthew Slater. This, was this song with Mutt? Yesterday, I believe no. Or was, no, this was, was the after practice. Oh, after practice. I'm sorry. I know he talks to Mud every single week, but Matthew Slater talking about um, just preparing for the week, and he kind of threw this little nugget in there about Mac Jones. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. Obviously, we're chasing the result this week. I mean, we got to. You asked what's gonna make this a, a successful week. It's gonna be winning the game. Uh, but I think in order to do that, it's gonna be about preparation. And Mac said it today. You know, trying to keep our routine uh, as close to normal as possible, whether it's on the practice field in the meeting room recovering, uh, you know, we're not on vacation. And it's easy to kind of fall into that when you're away from, you know, home. So, um, you know, hopefully we do all those things and they translate to the game on Sunday. No, I mean, he just, you know, echoed that sentiment to the guys, uh, not in a team meeting. There was no players meeting or anything like that. He just said it coming off the field. I think he continues to find his voice. I think one thing Devin and I do is to encourage him to exercise his voice more, um, you know, it's sometimes tough when you got a guy like Devin. You kind of feel like you got to defer to him all the time. But I think Devin has really been intentional about like, hey, this is your team. You know, you need to speak up. You need to take ownership. And I think he's done that. You know, I know we look to him for that leadership, and he's done a great job. 
So two things I take away from that. Number one, Mac Jones kind of taking leadership, right? Looking at this team saying, listen, we're here this week. We need to prepare this week. We need to kind of continue doing what we're doing and getting better. The other one is how Devin McCourty, he's talking about Devin McCourty saying, you know, it's tough when you have a guy like that. He's got such a strong voice in this locker, but he's taking a step back and allowing Mac to do it, which made me think it's Devin's last year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. probably Matthew Slater's last year, yep. and you're losing two more pillars yep. of that like old Patriot way. Yeah, the all-yeah oh, guy. And it's like, Mac, I'm not going to be, because if he's coming back next year, he's going to stay vocal this year. Maybe next year he pulls it back. This year, I'm done. This is it. And I'm, I'm not going to be the guy that's going to speak to the team anymore. You I are. also I also feel like I heard usually like you know their their situation and the, what the record is and what who they need to be like looking ahead to the playoffs and you know how to mathematically figure out how you can stay alive to the very end usually isn't talked about in that organization like usually whether they're trying to go undefeated nobody talks about it or, or whether they're trying to make the playoffs nobody talks about it it's legit like one game at a time and every other team I've been on they've always said listen guys you're all you're all grownups you got four games left. Let me explain to you how important this game is, just in case you don't know, right? Because we're assuming that everybody understands how important the game is. So, like, you gotta, you can't jump off sides. You gotta have a good week of pra- practice. That was always kind of understood and easy to kind of execute. Now, I feel like you should put the freaking schedule up there and be say, "Let me talk about like, let me explain to you how your bonuses are at stake, your playoff cash is at stake." You know, uh, if this, if you guys, this is going to be your last year. Like, is this the way you want to go out? That whole thing, I'd put it up there. I put a whole like I, I explain everybody what the position is, how many games you need to, how many games you need need to win. Uh, you know what the tiebreaker situation is, like because I know Bill knows. Bill knows, like it, it's he's not going into this blind, like with no real information on what the situation, how how you know important it is. I, and it seems like the pairs, players know that also. They're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Can we go in on uh so Slater, this was yesterday out in Tucson where they're practicing, yeah. and said that Mac brought it up at the end of practice or whatever, just had like a little rah-rah focus yep. speech. And uh, Andrew Callahan, I think was the one asking the question there, asked, was that a team meeting? And he's like, no, no, it wasn't a team, it wasn't a players meeting. Because you know the kiss players, of death. K- K-O-D. the players K-O-D. only yeah. is the kiss yeah. of like at this point. How many times have we heard about these these you know get-togethers? These that like, everybody getting like rah yeah, rah. Celtics had one, but oh no, that was just a dinner. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys yeah, are yeah. so funny. That's you right. made that out to be a players only <laughs> meeting. That was just a dinner that was already planned. So is it with just only like, the players there? When, when practice is over, does like the whole team kind of come together? And you know, is that what we're talking about? Like he kind of leads that little. The whole team comes off the field and. Hands in the air, and it's like, I went on three. Yeah, before I say one on three, okay, I got something to say. And he sends a message. Yeah. And half the guys in the back aren't even paying attention. Hmm. They're not listening, like most team meetings. <laughs> so there's a couple guys that are just twiddling their thumbs. Let's, up. Uh, if I can control this. All right, come on. I don't understand. Don't let it Don't I, let it control it, you. There it is. Let's go to John in Westboro. Go ahead, John. You're on. Hi. Hi. This is John. How are you? Good. Is this John from Westboro? Yes, it is. Hi, this is Lou from Montreal, formerly from Hello. Oh, hi, Lou. How are you? I'm good, John. Oh, good. Hey, <laughs> Lou, I'm just wondering. Yeah. We all know what a mess the uh, Patriots offense is. Yes. And I'm wondering how many quarterbacks in the NFL could do a better job than Mac Jones, given the lack of coaching, the poor offensive line, um, the poor skill positions, 
Mac Jones got to line up three or four people every every play. Who who do you think would do a better job? It's actually Thanks, a great John. question. Yeah. I actually like because we've been googled because I want to like have so. The list in is front there of me. a quarterback that is starting right ten. now that could do a better job with this? Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, well, fifteen guys. I'm not saying oh, that that Max not doing all he can, and it's, of course with the experience level he has, like he's doing all he can. Can you He's imagine? not the problem. But, yeah, there's there's more experienced quarterbacks with different skill levels that could manage it a, at if, least a little better. If Pat Mahomes was the quarterback of the Patriots, would Matt Patricia turn the job down? I can't do that. I, I, I don't know what to do with him. No, I don't think he like, would. Bill, I don't know what I to do with him. Do run screens? I, can't, I don't know what to do with him. He like, would I don't know still how to run take screens. the job. But what am I going to do? Like I, I can handle Mac. We can control Mac, whatever. But Pat, like Mahomes, Josh Allen, like uh, what, what am I going to do with him? I can't. I, no. I don't even want to take the job. He'll yell at me. Line up in the shotgun yeah. again? No, he'll, I'm not doing that. He'll just yell at me the whole time. But I think any top 10 quarterback would obviously improvise and, and do some things differently. Any top, you know, 12, depends on what you think Mac is still. But, yeah, any top 10 quarterback, go out there and kind of improvise and make it work better. And He's I tell in a you tough what, spot. Don't get me wrong. The, the, I know we kind of discussed this earlier in the week, but the whole, like, hey, is it when does he deserve to, to yell and scream at the coaches? I feel like any older quarterback is going to come in here and do the same thing oh, he's going to be right. more irritated because he okay. knows more but i mean but so it's acceptable for him but not for mac i feel like mac needs it it seems like he's doing more of it we just had slater talking about how he's doing it and devin mccordy are like pushing him dude we're gonna drown if you don't do this and it has to come from you it i can't feel like come from anybody else but you i feel like a veteran quarterback with all these screens would throw the ball at the running back's feet like down or just throw it away and be like it wasn't there no it wasn't there either wasn't there. <laughs> Matt, it's not there. So I'm going to keep throwing it to the feet of the running back because it's not there. Or we're going to call big boy place. Let's call some big boy place. Let's call some big boy I'll place. Oh, like some big boy yeah, place. Yeah, uh, the screen's not there. I'm throwing it away. Like, just all day long. So to this whole, like, new look Mac, I'm kind of getting on board with something you said the other day, Foyer, which is I, I'm thinking about this Mac that we've gotten the last two games and, and the F-bombs we've gotten and the outbursts. And I'm thinking, like, he didn't get reprimanded at all for it after the first time, after that Bills game. We don't think. Well, no, because he turned around and he got even was even more explosive in the Arizona game. And he, you, I think, asked him directly in one of our phone calls with him, in one of our interviews on Patriots Monday, you asked him if he felt like he needed to apologize for mm-hmm. that. And he was like, no, yeah. <laughs> essentially. He was straight up like, no. I'm Mac Jones. So it, I'm wondering if this is like who we're going to see going forward now. Yeah. If this is part of the leadership style, if he's been watching this and just having this frustration, aggr- aggravation that he's been pushing down. And it's like, okay, none of this is really up to my standards as a perfectionist and all these details going by the wayside. And I wonder if that's something Belichick's okay with, where he's like, you know what? If Mac needs to take this over in some senses and needs to express himself this way, well, let me ask you this. Because I think all three of us don't mind the outbursts, right, on the field, at least the last two weeks, what we've seen. All three of us, none of us needed that. None of us are upset about it or say that he doesn't deserve it, whatever. That's just our opinions. Others feel differently. But if he keeps doing it for the next two or three weeks, even if you don't mind what you've seen the last couple, won't they get to a point where it's like, okay, listen, I get it. I'm with you. 
I'm on I'm on the Mac team with the frustration. I know what you're dealing with, Mac. But on the field, like you, that's got to slow down. Like even if you even if you don't mind it, he does it again against you know Vegas, and we're like we still like that kind of Mac. I don't blame him. It was atrocious. They couldn't move the ball. The play calling was awful. He does it against Cincinnati. You're like, <sighs> he does it against Miami. Let me flip. And you're it like, to okay, you. listen. Okay, uh, now enough. What if he does it as they're winning? And maybe it's like still ugly, but it's ugly wins. And are, then you feel different. I think I feel pretty differently. I feel about like it I'm going to give him a pass from what I've seen the last two weeks, and I'm actually expecting to see it again this week. Mm-hmm. But if he keeps doing it against Cincinnati and Miami and Buffalo, it's like, dude, okay, enough. Like I think at that I, point I'd be like, enough. I have a new, I have I think a different like opinion now, like based on this the conversation, like like the acceptance. I feel like the older guys. Especially the older guys that, that like know what it's supposed to look like, like know Devin how, and Slater. Yeah, like those guys are like, wait a second, we need this guy to like to take over, like to hold these guys, they hold these coaches accountable. I can easily see them saying, "Listen, dude, we know you're struggling. I know he doesn't know what he's doing. I've known Maddie P forever. He was my defensive coordinator. Everything that goes into that, you you got to you have to be the disciplinarian. You have to be the guy that yells and screams. Sets the standard. Yes, and I feel like that to me. Like, wow, because if I was older, Slater if I knew, says it right there. He says we have to great. encourage him to use his voice. I think that's – and you don't think that he's listening to, to Slater and McCourty, oh, guys that have done He's probably like, yeah, you know, I got to step out of my shell. Well, All do right. you think Devin McCourty can walk into an offensive meeting and be like, you guys got to be better. You got to be more accountable. No, it has to be Mac Jones. Yeah. I mean, but it has to be Mac. Could. But it's always it <laughs> well, always has it. to be the quarterback. It always has to be the quarterback. Always. In any situation, he's the CEO of the team. It's never that de- even if you got great defensive players, still always the quarterback. Is this like a Bergeron to Cassidy about the brusque thing? McCordy to Belichick about, hey, dude, you're killing Mac. Yeah. Does he go right to the co- You're killing Mac. There's always Joe Flacco. It was never Ray Lewis. Yeah. It's like, you, I mean, you're, you're killing him. Dude. But that's the exception to the All rule. right. So, real quick, Mego, you said earlier that Mac Jones obviously hasn't been reprimanded. So, you know, with his outbursts. It appears. He went it back appears. and did the same thing. He said he told Christian he doesn't need to apologize for him. Has, Hell no. Has another Patriots player been reprimanded? I want to wish you a <laughs> <laughs> This I song will take you out. You'll hear who that might be next. Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. All right, we mentioned before the break that Mac Jones, when we asked him on Monday, when he has outbursts like that, this is to go and apologize or... Mega was saying, sound like it doesn't really think he's been reprimanded. What about Kendrick Bourne? You know, after that Buffalo game, if you remember, talking about how we need to scheme it up and how the defense knows what we're doing. We're playing right into the defense. The coach has got to be better, and we got to be better, and yada, yada, yada. He was very vocal, and we said, oh, boy. Kendrick Bourne may be released this week, right? Or benched this week. Yeah, he's not going to play against Arizona. He actually did, yeah. and he actually had a pretty good game. Kind of, I don't know, you kind of think back at where we were Friday talking about that the sound that he had, kind of shocked that he was involved as much as he was. Well, Phil Perry had this little tidbit uh, talking about Kendrick Bourne. He had talked to him about it. Maybe he did get a talking to. Had an interesting conversation with Kendrick Bourne in the locker room after the game. He did admit to me, oh, yeah, we had some hard conversations on the offensive side, especially after what he told us in the media after the game against the Bills last week. But it does feel as though at least what he's telling me now is that the players are in a good place with the coaching staff. Now, again, he was he was spoken to, so this hmm. may just be something that he wants people to hear at this point in time. But he said, listen, football is hard. 
you know, and, and it's emotional. And so he wants to be more careful with what he says, but he also acknowledged like sometimes that sort of stuff, what happened last week after the game needs to happen for there to be Mm -hmm. growth is how he explained it. Coaches need to yell at players. He told me players need to tell coaches how they feel in the pursuit of growth. And so I, I think he was, he was clearly trying to change his tone one week after making headlines. Uh, he even went out of his way at one point to say scheme was scheme was good. Scheme was really good. <laughs> I said, you, somebody I had to have spoken to you. Right. And of course that was the case. Huh. Scheme nice. was great. Scheme was good. Scheme was really good. Tempo was awesome. Scheme was beautiful. Get out of the huddle quick, man. They, they, didn't, they, they didn't have a clue what we were doing. Yeah, whatever. We, we, we heard the truth mm-hmm. from him after that Bills game, right? That's the truth. Now he wants to clean it up because the coaches talked to him, told him what to say. You're going to love the scheme next time you talk to anybody, whatever. Yeah, I love the scheme. Scheme's great. So, Christian, I know it's been a while since Uh-oh. you've been there, but when Kendrick is getting a little talking to, what does that look like? Oh, it, oh I've been there. I've been know, scarred but, by it. But for what, it what like? he said. I, I here's the you feel we you feel it on every channel. You feel ashamed. You I were called in, right? What, what, oh yeah, you said something stupid. I, I told, well, I didn't think it was stupid. They <laughs> thought it was very stupid. So no, I just said you know like we were playing against some really crappy team and we beat the crap out of. Them. I think it was Minnesota, and they're like, hey, do you, you play against these teams that aren't very good? Do you like sometimes you not try as hard. I was like, well, you know, kind of sometimes maybe you know you subconsciously you don't try as hard. Like I thought I protected myself. Nope. Sunday morning, coach was looking for me, brought him in the office. He just he he shamed me. And I feel like that's what happens. You they bring you in and he makes you feel like a terrible teammate. Sorry. So I just want to role happens. play Sorry. this. Yeah. So, okay. So who are you? I'm Kendrick. I've okay. just been summoned to I'm assuming this is Bill's office because I'm oh, talking yeah. about Matt Patricia. Yeah. Oh in really? Post game. Yeah, no, it's I mean, gotta be it? no, it's still Bill. No, I'm saying, but it's because it, I, when I'm talking about the offensive scheme as Kendrick Bourne in the locker room, I'm talking about Matt Patricia. So Bill is going to be the one that's calling me in, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So I've uh, some Bears, questions? Bears came and waved me down. Okay, I you. showed yep. up for some treatment. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So I'm walking over. You know, I got an ice pack on my knee. <laughs> oh, a little sore. Oh, hey, hey, Bill. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, sit down. Hey, oh. Sit down. Yeah. I know. Now, I want you to read this. I want you. To, I want you to read this. Oh, Andrew and I, Callahan, and I, and okay. I highlighted I, it for you. Yeah. Read it out loud. Okay, so you would read it out okay. loud. Okay. We need a scheme. Yeah, we need to scheme it up better. <laughs> I've never in my all my years of coaching, I've never had a player say something so stupid. So. Are, yeah, you know, Coach, I think I was just... Why did you of, do it? I think I was just feeling emotional, you what know, the you, emotions of the game. Yeah, what were you trying... How just, old are you? I know. I how know. old are you? Are you a rookie? Uh, no, I'm not a rookie. Get out of here. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, won't happen again. it won't happen again. It won't happen again. <laughs> now do it in a Glenn voice. <laughs> well, no, no. She would be <laughs> Glenn. <laughs> she, I, I don't know what to do. It's the emotions of <laughs> the locker room, Coach. <laughs> Uh, that is what it's like. You no matter when we had that conversation. I, 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 was, I was just saying. I'm I thought we were in the nest. We, you know, we weren't, we weren't effective on going down. Callahan, he seems like a nice guy. I didn't yeah. think anyone was listening. They trapped me. He tricked me. You that know how, how they are. Yeah, that is how it is, though. You feel no matter what, no matter what answer you give, you feel stupid. You feel like a terrible teammate. Yeah. You feel like you let Bill down. Yeah. I mean, because if you care, you care about letting Bill down. Coach, you feel, I, and you just want to make it up to him. Phil Perry, he's got such a nice face. His he eyes are like so a, blue. He looks like a little boy. 
boy. Last <laughs> Christmas, <laughs> I gave you my heart. It's amazing. By the way, Tommy Carver's going to uh, give us a call here in about a minute and a half. Uh, oh, but it is. It is. It's. It's kind of nuts what's going on down there. If I oh, Kendrick, not as crazy nope. as this freaking <laughs> mouse. Can we fix this mouse? Sorry, cool. The next person. That's funny. Let me cool go to strange the, came in to give Kendrick advice. Let me go to Eddie in the car here before we talk to Tommy. Eddie, you're in a car. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, we're down to, let's see, we're down to one, two, four more days. Listen, this Patriot team, they're different. They always know they can't talk, and they know they know they can't talk. So it just, just let me just say this. So this why are they team, talking? They're, they're, well, I don't know, but let me just mm. say this. I got this for you, Lou, and this is a big deal. Go ahead. Ready? Yeah, go ahead. And now the end is near, <laughs> and so he faces his final curtain. My bed's full. He's traveled each and all the base paths. Oh yes, oh yes, he did. He did it. His okay, we got to talk. Thank about you. That's amazing. He's leaving the show. That was beautiful. All right, speaking of the uh, great guys. Now let's go to our guy, Tom E. Carn. He is brought to you by a lot of people. Dr. Matthew Lepresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tom E. Carn. Give a call at 1-800-GET-HAIR. By Awaken 180 Weight Loss, become your own success story by dropping the weight holding you back. Uh, It starts with just one call to Awaken 180 and by Unified Office where they help businesses maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. Joining us wow. on a the Harbor One Hotline, apparently a very, very important man who's got a lot of sponsors. Do I know. Tom E. Curran. Hi, Tom. How are you? We've just been playing some Patriots podcast, pretty much. Hey, you kid. Yeah, doing a lot of that. Let me ask hey. you a question. Um, what do you got? We were playing the conversation <laughs> you and Phil Perry had about the players starting to hold coaches accountable. I find that amazing yeah. with a Bill Belichick football team that 15 weeks in, the players are kind of throwing their hands up like, okay, well, that's it. we we got to start holding them accountable. Is that a problem? It is jaw-dropping. Yeah. And, and it was interesting because we had Castle on. I'm not sure if you're listening to today's version, if it's out yet, but in that, Castle was saying, look, how, why did it take this long? Yep. And my answer to Matt was, well, it's Bill Belichick. If you're a second-year free agent with the team like Kendrick Bourne or a second-year quarterback, Bill Belichick at 70 with nine Super Bowl appearances and six Super Bowl rings tells you, I got it. You believe he got it. It only is after a litany of weeks upon weeks in which the offense is stagnating and the same mistakes are being made on the offensive line and the same alignment and pre-snap issues are being committed and there's disengagement, it seems, among offensive linemen and disconnection in the play calling and where guys end up, that you start to say, okay, you know what? I, I thought that our quality control was a little higher, but it's not. So now I'm going to pipe up. And I, that's, it is, it's beyond eye opening to me. The thing mm. I think, but I feel like there is good news. I think the good news is like, listen to Matthew Slater and listen to what Matthew mm. Slater is talking about. Devin McCourty, as far as like almost empowering begging maybe like you know mac jones to be the vocal disciplinarian the guy that holds everybody accountable thus like being more vocal like more of what we saw last week i feel like that is probably the best sign that i think they got a chance at the playoffs what do you think 
especially in the context of they understand what the storylines are. I don't care if they're in Arizona. They know what we talked about all week long. They understand the context of the conversation, which is Max flipped out on the sideline again. And if they're saying, do what you got to do to help us to be a better team, because for both of us, God, think about it, Christian, for both of them, it could be their last year in the NFL. They don't want to be done January Exactly. 8th. So, yeah, I, I think it is a good thing. Now, are you trying to get blood from a stone? Is is Matt Patricia just at his 2022 ceiling? This is as good as it's going to get in terms of play calling? Or can he get some guys back on the offensive line and have execution improve to a point where they can be a team that gets all the way up to three touchdowns offensively in one single game? Tom, do you think that Sorry. the <laughs> no, <you're good. laughs> do you think that the decision of whether or not to move on from Matt Patricia as offensive coordinator and go find a new one next year has already been made in that building? No, I don't. Oh boy, I really don't. I think that from conversations I've had, Meg, I think everything is TBD. If by the end of the year the Patriots have turned a page and become much more against all odds, competent, well, then they, maybe they go into a different direction. They get their information from Bill. They get their information from Mac Jones, meaning the Crafts and um, anybody who's involved in the decision-making. But if it doesn't, I think Bill will be the one who has the most latitude to say, okay, this is where we're charting the course for from here on out. Now, if charting that course says, yeah, we're basically going to keep it the same and not bring out any outside ideas, and we just think we were snake bit here a little bit, I think there might be pushback from ownership. I think that that's the biggest concern is that it's a very cloistered Patriot society right now. And when you think about it, the, some of the biggest voices in it are people who are retreads, who are being um, relied upon, who are not even being paid by the team right now it, completely. You know, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia are both collecting from their former head coaching jobs. So to me, the world has to be opened up to new and fresh ideas. And I would imagine that Bill Belichick will probably do that if it keeps going the way it's been going. We're talking to Tommy Curran, NBC Sports Boston. On that, Tom, we were just talking about this team. Like, is it, you know, should you be rooting for them to make a playoffs if you want change, right? Because it's so easy. Listen, they made the playoffs the last two years, you know, and, and everyone's overblowing the whole situation. Matt Patricia, it's a playoff team. You guys are overreacting. Mm-hmm. Like, is that, like, have you thought about that side of it? Like, do they yeah. need to miss the playoffs to actually realize that it didn't work? That's that's what I have a nagging concern about is somebody who would rather see the team be um, enjoyable to cover and on an improving arc. I look at that, and when I hear Bill begin to make excuses about penalties or have at the ready explanations for reasons that they have come up short in different areas, that makes me nervous that there's detachment from the real reasons the team is at 23 offensive touchdowns. They scored 48 touchdowns last year offensively. They have less than half that now. They're probably not going to get to 32, which is what they had with Cam Newton, at quarterback. Mm. The only difference really they have on offense, they brought in Devontae Parker. Everybody else should be a year better. And they've had some things on the offensive line, and they switched out a guard, but it, this is worse by half than last year's team. So I, I hope that Bill is able to look at it and say, this was a terrible idea. We shouldn't have changed the offense, and we definitely shouldn't have changed the offense. We were changing offensive coordinators. Let's be better. So we're talking about Tom E. Kern. Now, Tom, uh, the storyline, I feel like we haven't been 
really talking about, I guess, because we've been focused on other things, is uh, Josh McDaniels, Las Vegas Raiders, right? Uh, how significant is this game for him going against Bill Belichick? They're coming off the t- the Patriots keep facing these teams coming off long layoffs, don't they? Yeah, there's Arizona and, and all it's going to be the Raiders and a loss. Win last, yeah, win last seen getting kicked in the nuts by Maker Mayfield. So it's huge. But as Mike Florio and some other NFL analysts pointed out, the Raiders literally can't afford to fire Josh McDaniels. So even if they intended to, it, this 5-8 and eight team that has blown a 24 nothing lead to the Jaguars, lost to Baker Mayfield and Jeff Saturday, having just shown up in their buildings, um, losing by shutout to the Saints, I could go on. He's not going anywhere. Josh isn't going anywhere. So it's an immensely talented team. I thought it could have been an outside shot for a Super Bowl team, given the amount of talent and the addition of Josh McDaniels. But – it's a big game, but I think it's bigger for the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Uh, Tom, something that I think we're going to talk about a little bit in the show is which direction they should go in with Mac Jones after this season. However it goes, mm-hmm. you've already described it as a lost season with him, trying to figure out what you have in this quarterback. Should they take the route that maybe the Dolphins took and really mm-hmm. invest in putting – in, you know, incredible high-end weapons around him, um, a better coach in that position in the offensive coordinator. Can they realistically do that in the offseason and invest that much to see what they have there? I, I think the map is different for the Patriots because they already have a a good complement of offensive players that's, that's good enough. So what can they do instead of, you know, cashing out on they're still going to be spending a crap ton of money on John Smith, Hunter Henry, and um, not Aguilar. He'll be gone. And well, Bourne's under contract, but I'll be surprised <laughs> to some extent if he's back. Yep. <laughs> but Parker's a big money guy. So you have enough offensive talent. What you're lacking is protection. The Dolphins added Teron Armstead in addition to those um, weapons, well, really just Tyree Kill, and having Jasicki and, and Tua. In my mind, Meg, if you're going to be attached to Mac Jones, who isn't Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields or Jalen Hurts, you've got to make the offensive line unbelievably stout. So everything, in my estimation, if you're going to spend the next three years with Mac Jones, a quarterback, has to be invested in keeping him, in giving him three seconds to throw. Talking to Tommy Carr and Tom, I think this is kind of like the last, um, and this, you know, maybe on later in the season, we'll see how the situation is, but almost like you know, must win, right? Because it's a team that you probably should beat. But how do you protect Mac Jones when you have those two, I think Olaski called them freakazoids, on the outside? I certainly <laughs> hope it's not uh, Hunter Henry one-on-one like they tried last week with that interception. No, Max Crosby is a maniac, and, mm-hmm. and you, would, you would imagine Chandler Jones will be even this many years on, still an impassioned player when he gets across from the Patriots. So you have to chip. And that's one of the dangerous things about having Ramondre Stevenson banged up and Damian Harris um, still coming back from his injury is blitz pickup. Who do you keep in to knock these guys? So I would guess it's probably going to be Screen Fest 2022, week 15. (laughs) And that's the way to neutralize their upfield speed. Now, if I were those guys, I would come upfield and, jump up in the air as high as I can a couple times, risk getting cut, but also maybe coming up with a pick. So it's a, it's a tough matchup, but eight teams have negotiated that tough matchup against the Raiders and come out with wins. So a last one for me. Will you see Avatar, the way of the water? 
<laughs> Thank <laughs> you. It's these are not good movies, right, Tom? I it's getting really good reviews, and it's Avatar: Way of Water, not Way of the Water. It's Way of um, Water. My guess is it's probably another one of those humans are evil movies made by humans for humans. So I just I'm yeah, not, you're, not that. blue That's people good. good. That's good. Non blue people bad. That's good. That's beautiful. Hey, Woo. Yes, Tommy. <clears throat> I covered you for the Katua Cataliers sure did. in 1992 when I was at the Barnstable Patriot. You and uh, was it Ricky Ekstrom or what the hell his name Rick was? Rick Elstrom from John, Miami. Yep. Rick Elstrom. Good player. And John Kelly. And who was the center fielder? Jermaine Jeremy, Allensworth. Jermaine Allensworth. And so I have known you for, what is that? 30? 30 years. Wow. 30 years. You hate 30 me. years. You were a Providence. So I am a huge Lou Maloney fan. So. Appreciate Enjoy it, everything I get a chance to do with you. All right. We well, appreciate it. I'll probably see you over there tonight. All right, Dan. All right, buddy. Hey, it's Tommy. <laughs> Tommy Curran. He's our guy. Appreciate it, pal. Have a good one. Right. There you Bye. go. Uh, coming up next, I want to get into this. Uh, Christian Foy might have some advice Who? for uh, Matthew Judon. We'll talk about it next. <laughs> do you think that the decision of whether or not to move on from Matt Patricia as offensive coordinator and go find a new one next year has already been made in that building? No. I don't. Oh, boy. I really don't. I think that from conversations I've had, Meg, I think everything is TBD. If by the end of the year the Patriots have turned a page and become much more, against all odds, competent, well, then they, maybe they go into a different direction. But if it doesn't, I think Bill will be the one who has the most latitude to say, okay, this is where we're charting the course for from here on out. Now, if charting that course says, yeah, we're basically going to keep it the same and not bring out any outside ideas, and we just think we were snake bit here a little bit, I think there might be pushback from ownership. To me, the world has to be opened up to new and fresh ideas, and I would imagine that Bill Belichick will probably do that if it keeps going the way it's been going. Tommy Curran talking about Matt Patricia. It hasn't been determined yet. TBD. See, th- this is why we brought it up yesterday, and it's like, God, I mean, they go 9-8, and eight, make the playoffs, get embarrassed by Cincinnati in the first round, but they made the playoffs. Is that enough for him to be like, you guys will be getting calls about how you overreacted. They've made playoffs two years in a row. Everything is fine. Matt would be better next year. Bill will think he's going to be better next year. We did make the playoffs with the first-year offensive coordinator. We're not making changes. If that's what it's going to be, I don't want them to make the playoffs. I, I don't think it matters. I don't think it's TBD. I think it is pretty much understood, and I think they can't wait. I think this move, they're already starting to, you know, look at, you know, find a recruiting firm. I don't know what the hell you have. Headhunter? Yeah, headhunter. Yeah, how do you find <laughs> I got to find an offensive coordinator. I knew, and, he's, and he mentioned it, fresh ideas. You need fresh ideas. These guys, like, Bill neither one of these guys. Fresh ideas. So when these guys had were head coaches, they were not calling plays offensively. So Joe Judge hires uh, Jason Garrett mm-hmm. and then fires him, okay? And then Joe, uh, then Matt Patricia kept uh, Billy Bob Cooter, whatever Bill, his name Billy is. Billy Bob. Okay? And then, and then got rid of him, oh, yeah, Jim, Jim Bob, Bob Cooter. Billy Bob, Jim Same Bob. Same thing. Ow! Definitely has a brother named Billy Bob. Yeah. So there's, yeah. They have the, so, so how would they know? They hired somebody to do the most important job. And how ironic is it that now they're actually doing that job? I think that is insane. I think Bill knows that this isn't going to work and that they're not going to get any better at it. They just don't have the knack for it. And I think it's as simple as that. So you need fresh ideas. Because who do you think uh, 
Who do you think Matt, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge are getting their their ideas from? Or do you think that they're like coming up with plays, you know, putting it in a book? I'm gonna try this one. Or do you think they're stealing everybody else's stuff? Google. I think they're stealing everybody <laughs> else's stuff. Google. I think they're Googling stealing cool everybody plays. else's hey, ideas. Cool NFL plays. Yeah. Hey, Joe, I found one. Look at this. I typed in exotic offensive plays. No. And, oh, wrong website. <laughs> Woo, somebody get me off this browser. No, he typed in uh, low risk plays. You know, risk adverse plays. Give me a play that I won't. There won't be a turnover play. All right, like that's kind of where they live. I want to get to this here because uh, Matthew Judon, he uh, he posted on Twitter. He posted the message that he got. So Matthew Judon was fantastic in this game on on, which was really good to see because I was afraid that we were starting to go down the hole. Is he going to disappear again in the second half? But he was dominant in this football game. Uh, he tweeted out this picture. This message is from Matt Judon. This is Gary. On behalf of the NFL, you have been selected for a performance-enhancing substance test today. Please report to the testing area in the back of the tent outside the resort. Uh, please bring your ID. And he in quote tweeted that. fake Matt Judon yeah, shows up. Exactly. He tweeted out and he said, Dear at NFL PA at NFL, leave me the F alone, please. It's no way this is random. I take melatonin to sleep sometimes. The rest is just vibes. Gary must be so embarrassed. Bumbleita, to bumbleita, to bumbleita, to bumble. I'm sorry, Ron. Can you imagine if Tangway it. shows up and he's like, "Drop your pants." Oh, I have to see it uh, actually go <laughs> into the cup. I have to actually do it again. What? I have to watch you. <laughs> That's little, not a whizinator, is it? Do you mind me singing the entire time? I, I know this is awkward Tangway. for us both, so I'm going to sing. Four, five, one. I help. I think it makes you go faster. Would you like to um, give Matthew quite Judon a stream you got there? Sir. Any, yeah, mm-hmm. you, <laughs> it's, very, it's very impressive what you, you got going yet? on. Would you like to give him any advice for you? No, uh, well, like the whole first test. of all, first of all, uh, the advice is just don't go to the bathroom before your test because once you originate, once that test begins, you can't leave until you actually pee in the cup. You got it. You can't leave, and if you do try to leave. I've had one of these guys come to my house like during the off season, and he just sat there in the bathroom for like three hours. I was like, "Listen, I don't have to go. I don't have to go." And he was at my house, so I wasn't in any rush. I was like, "Just sit in the bathroom." Was this before you had the whole like, if you go two, one follows? Did you tell uh, us that? Like, no, no, no. This did you just sort of, I don't know, re- tell, tell our listeners you want again? Me to re- your... You guys really want me to tell that no, story just again? just with the plan. If you can't pee, just case well, people you, out there didn't hear if, it the first whether time. You, whether everybody listening knows this or not, if you do have to take a, a, you know, provide a urine sample and you do not have to go to the bathroom because you haven't hydrated enough, or maybe you just went, um, science tells you. Science. 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 To drink a Gatorade? Trust, no. Trust no, the science. That if you uh, squat to poop. Pee will come out first. Science. So is that I know, real you, science? That is true. Go to the bathroom right now. I, I guarantee you. Like, go try to take number two. Yeah. I guarantee you. As soon as you sit down, it's like a natural, like chemical reaction in your brain that tells you, okay, I'm sitting down to go number two. Therefore, number one has to go also. You've never gone number two without going number one, have you? Can I ask a they're a married together, question, hmm. Christian? Wait, no, wait, hold on. Dr. Yes Fogel? or no? We are having a scientific discussion. Well, I am. I, 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 You've never not, gone number two without having number one follow. Well, I've never logged it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's not like something I kind of remember. <laughs> logged it. <laughs> logged it. Get it? <laughs> I do. But I'm that saying I, I've, I've never sat there and been like <laughs> conscious of it, I guess. But I guess well, it's true. Well, think about it. I guess it's true. Yeah, a question for the doctor in the front row. Okay. Um, isn't it more work to try to encourage... Two? The two? 
rather than the one, uh, just another one? Well, in my case, I didn't go number two when I first woke up. I just, who wakes up in the, in like 2 a.m. in the morning and goes, oh, I got to go poop? My like, dog? No, yeah. no, your dog. <laughs> you go, you go, you go, you go, to, you, you go to the bathroom, number one. Wake up pooper, though. Okay. No, but wake up pooper for me, and I feel like most people, nobody jumps out of bed and goes directly to take a dump. Nobody, nobody. does this in their drug test, Christian. It's you do a psychotic move. No, it's a smart, clever move. Oh, really? How did the tester react when you do, did do it? Do I well, care if the tester was tap, uncomfortable? Can That's, you share I the gave end him of the urine. What? How did he react? He didn't like it. He was very upset with me. <laughs> well, that's. that's I had, the, listen, yeah. I'd go to meetings, Lou. Well, that's the hard missing, part. With, I wasn't missing a leading. I'm just saying, in these testing things, like what you, what you say scientifically may be correct. Unfortunately, the guy, the tester, has to watch you pee. Mm-hmm. So if you got to go two to go one, yep. he's got he's to watch. sit there <laughs> like, with why, you sir, and watch all of it. He's got to sit there. So I just mentioned Tangway sitting in a yeah. toilet with Matthew Judon on the toilet. And Tangway sitting there talking to him. See. So he, I, got, I just wrote a new script. So you want to hear my script? Want to hear the plot of my script? <laughs> See, the other aspect of this is Tangway. imagine, imagine. Okay, so you know what the cup looks like. Stop it. This is so juvenile. Wait, so the cup, right? So you're you're sitting down. Yeah. Okay. So the cup has to go. <laughs> now he's just he can't stop now. <laughs> Who doesn't miss a little tangway though? <laughs> Sorry, what scientific point were you estimating? Wait, room, before we break. Wait, wait, okay, go ahead, we gotta break yeah, soon. Wait, give me a second. So the the worst part about for the the, the, the pee test guy yeah, yeah. is that the cup has to go into the toilet. Like you because you'll lose it, right? You can't you can't like it's not like a fountain. It's not like a like a water gun, like one of those fountains that go up like this. Yeah. You can't lose any of it. So he actually has to stand almost over you looking Megan, down. You can't lose any of it. Can't I lose can't it. Because you may not have enough because there's a little line on there that you have to get if you don't get to the line on the little cup. Then they won't take the sample. You have to wait until you fill it up. (laughs) (laughs) We're good. We're good. We got to move on. Uh, We got big deal, no big deal, by the way. That's going to come at uh, 420. When we come up next, old friend Charlie Baker's got a new job. The question is, why would you want it? We're doing drug testing NFL players. Yeah, we'll do it next. (laughs)